This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 KYNO. Good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. This hour is being brought to you by the many, many members of the Fresno Association of Realtors. And our goal is we want to provide our listeners with the real facts, the real stats, and what's really happening in our local market. We want to provide you that information that will help you make informed decisions. Every once in a while, I have a friend say, Oh, my transistor radio broke, so I can't get KYNO 940 anymore. Well, yes, you can. If you got a smartphone, you can um, get the mobile app at KYNO Fresno. Um, and you can listen to it live, or you can even pick up podcasts later on in the week. Um, or you can just stream it online. Go to KYNOFresno.com, and you'll get it there. So... Um, now, to help me out today on this New Year's Eve, we have Lindsay Capaletti. Hello. Uh, hello there. Um, and uh, you're with Remax, is that right? Yes, I am. All right. But you also have, have a specialty that I, and I was teasing you that <laughs> you're never going to get rid of that tag because you're also a real estate appraiser. That's correct. And owner of Absolute Appraisal Group. All right, so we're going to talk about appraisals because I think that's something that isn't fully understood. Not uh, by most, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and I'm talking about by most realtors. Sure. Speaking of realtors, we also have Rip Hovde here of Real Brokers. Yes. Uh, good morning. Hey, Don. All right, and uh, both of you have been on the show before, so listeners, don't worry. They're not <laughs> going to be nervous. They're going to just give us some good information, right? right Hopefully. <laughs> I'm the one that's nervous being because I know you two. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Scary. <laughs> that's right. All right. Well, December 31st. Happy New Year almost. Yeah. It's exciting. The year went by quick, huh? It did. Um, and in some cases, not quick enough. Correct. <laughs> so anyway, makes a perfect time to let's do the year in review. Love it. Let's do it. Rip, let me ask you first. What give us a, a two minute take on on year twenty twenty two, how you saw it. It was a picture of two tails. Almost like a hit a quarter, heads and tails. In the beginning of the year we were screaming fine and all of a sudden hit the brakes and you could see it probably was at May, June, all of a sudden click and things changed almost overnight. Mm -hmm. so, so the market shift, usually it takes a little bit of time. In my personal opinion, I saw the market shift like in two weeks. It went from uh, what we so thought a seller's market where we're getting multiple offers like crazy, 30,000 over, all of a sudden, poof. And that's, that's the, I would say 2022 was a tale of two tales. Yeah, I, and I like that, that picture that you're drawing for us verbally, yep. uh, that it, it was truly two different markets. Correct. Mm -hmm. And um, okay, Lindsay. How, what's your take on 2022? How do you tell the story? I'd say pretty pretty similar to Rip. Um, you know, the first half of the year was uh, still on fire as far as sellers. We were still seeing, you know, crazy multiple offers. Uh, days on market for, you know, listings was very short, two, three days. You'd see an offer. 
and then right about end of May, mm-hmm. um, beginning of June, right at that half year marker, uh, the interest rate started to hike up and it felt like a little bit of a pause almost for, yeah, like two, three weeks. Yeah. Um, and then what I believe we started seeing was that activity in the last six months, I would say is very specific to people who were in life circumstances where they had to move, mean relocate for jobs, you know, divorce, death, all the fun reasons people might move. But um, I feel like uh, it, it's just really <clears throat> moving t- more towards a stable market now uh, where buyers have time again to look for a home. And uh, as far as listings go, um, you know, if you're priced right, you're still <clears throat> probably going to get pretty close to what your listing price is. Whereas before, it might have taken a few days. Now we're looking at maybe a few weeks, um, maybe two months on market. So mm-hmm, it's really yeah. changed a lot. Yeah, we're seeing uh, right now we're looking at <laughs> days on the market, I think, increasing, mm-hmm. uh, especially at the end of the year right now. Um, they're going, they're still quick. But I'm thinking you're going to see starting to, to a normal market. So I would call now a neutral market. Um, now we're looking at the days on market will probably escalate <coughs> because we are in a Christmas season or we were in a Christmas season, the holidays. So hopefully after January 1st, the interest rates will um, level out. The consumers will be okay. Um, and it'll come back out and take advantage of some good deals. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I keep hearing that from not just from YouTube, but from many that we're back to a normal market. Yeah, neutral. Mm-hmm. I call it neutral. I call it stable. Okay. Yeah. And stable's kind of good. Was it fun to be a realtor in the first half of 2022? That was awesome. Sure, if you had a pulse and a license, you were doing great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but how was it working with a buyer to tell a buyer, oh, uh, I no. hate to tell you this, but you didn't get your offer accepted? So okay, so the tale of two tales. The first half of the year, you wanted to be a listing agent. Now you want to be a buyer's agent. <laughs> so if you go to Tale of Two Tales, because uh-huh. now you're a listing agent, you're having to work harder um, to help service that listing and get the property sold. <laughs> or if you're a buyer's agent, we're not out writing, showing 50 houses, mm-hmm. writing 20 offers. Mm-hmm. So I think it's actually, uh, it was much needed. We can yeah. all agree on that for oh, our correct. buyers. Um, but it's actually really nice to work in this market again, where our buyers can have adequate time to make the you know correct decision in such a large choice um Mm -hmm. you know for most it's the largest asset they're ever going to own and um that takes some time and thought and should right uh but i feel like you know in 2021 and the beginning of this year buyers were just so you know forced if they wanted to get a house you know better make a decision quick yeah um and so it's it's really nice to be kind of back in that uh, area of you know sellers are still getting close to what they want for list price and buyers have the opportunity again to be be homeowner yes. yeah and, and both uh, buyer and seller are at the negotiating table correct. it takes effort mm-hmm. and a little give and take from both sides whereas maybe a year ago no, it was none it's take it or leave it and you're mm-hmm. gonna you're not gonna get any uh, test work done if if you had a house that had some deferred maintenance the buyers walking in having to do that deferred maintenance where now first time home buyer has actually got a little bit extra cash now and is getting the house in a good condition mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. however i see news reports saying the market is down 
and um, sales are down 25% or 28%. But keep that, it's hard to compare to a banner year. Correct. So, and here's a a question for you two baseball fans. Mm -hmm. If a baseball player in the major leagues hits 40 home runs in one year, would you say that was a great year? That's a pretty good year. 40 home runs, that's a lot. Well, what if Aaron Judge next year only hits 40 home runs and he's down 28% from what he did in the banner year of 2021? He's still with the Yankees. <laughs> yeah. Still a good year. Yeah, it was a great still year. A good year. He's All still right. with Mickey Mantle and So does everybody get my point? Yeah. yeah. It, it's hard to compare to a banner year. Correct. Well, it's an anomaly, too. So, and he had the brakes come on at the, end of the, uh, the middle of the year with the interest rates going up so much, so quickly, so that's something that we may want to even come back and circle back to is the amount of increase for the interest rates in one year. I think that might have been close to history, um, that increase in one year. Mm-hmm. Well, being I've been in the business a while, I am the historian, and I can, <laughs> I can tell you, I don't remember it ever going up that fast. Yeah, I don't either. I wasn't 100% sure. That's why I said, you know, there might be. So. Okay. But I like to misspeak. Oh, no, not on the radio. Come on, Rip. I would welcome home radio. That's right. <laughs> this is where it's accurate and to the point. And we try to keep it real. Yeah, there real. you go. Um, all right. So a couple weeks ago, we had our show where we had some young kids on the on the show, and they talked about the essay they wrote. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, What My Home Means to Me. And it was great that those kids put it back, put everything in perspective, gave us the focus of what a home is really all about. Um, not one kid mentioned interest rate. Sure. <laughs> buyer's market, normal market, seller's market. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, and of course, you got to have some of the, you still, that doesn't mean just go out there and buy anything just for the fun of it. Sure. You still got to put some grown up thoughts into it mm-hmm. uh, and make the right decisions. Yep. So, and that's where the realtor comes in. So, um, how do, do you? I, I'm going to ask each of you the same question. Okay. But first, Lindsay, uh-huh. do you consider a good realtor to be a salesperson or a consultant? Oh, that's a great question. Well, I would say a, a consultant and a, a facilitator. You know, that's what we do. Where it's um, it's not my home, it's not my money, it's not my family. Uh, but I like to treat my clients as if it is, right, and give it that um, that kind of dedication um, to be a part of that process because it can be a very stressful process for a lot of people. Um, but we do. We consult them along the way. Mm-hmm. Rip's a sales guy. Yeah. <laughs> sales manager. No, uh, okay, I would actually consult him for sure, but our number one job is to listen. And I think that's the mm. one thing that most of us need to work on. Um, everyone, not just realtors, but um, lenders, everybody, the power of listening. So that would almost tie into as a salesperson, but a technique as a consultant, we're actually listening to the needs of our client. Mm-hmm. So if we expect to have clients for life and take care of our clients, our clients' children, friends and family, we need to make sure we listen and listen good to what they're saying to us, not just you know, sending them whatever house they want to see or whatever, but actually have the um, knowledge enough to actually maybe say, you may want to walk away from this house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I yeah. like to uh, 
to think of myself as a real estate problem solver, yep. right? So where most people would run away from problems, I'm constantly seeking them out so that I can help others solve those real estate problems. Yep. Okay. That's, and that's when it. we get back from our first commercial break, we're going to talk about one of those real estate problems that come up sometimes. That's the appraisal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're not that bad. <laughs> yeah, they're nice people. All right, so uh, stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 KYNO. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. Here in the studio with us, we have Lindsay Capaletti of Remax and also Absolute Appraisal Service. And we also have Rip Havdi of Real Brokers. Correct. And um, let's turn to, because um, we have a lot of years of experience here. Um, even if you two were brand new, we still all <laughs> yeah, told we, have a lot well, of years. You take care of that. Life yeah. experience. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's talk about appraisals and valuation. Because yes. I think that's a really misunderstood thing out there. Um, it is. Most of the time. Rip, how many times have you been with a seller who said, wow, my house is worth 450 because the one down the street that just went on the market, they're asking 430 and oh. mine's better. Yeah, that happens often. And they also still, the sellers today still think their house is worth more mm -hmm. than it actually is. Yeah. And I can bring in my, my comps. Um, I have recommended, Lindsay, that they actually con con uh, contact an appraiser pay for it i'd be more than happy me personally now i'm not speaking for everybody but would reimburse them the appraisal um at closing mm -hmm. if oh. i was wrong okay oh that's a great idea yeah yeah so Lindsay, give us an overview how do you come up with a value what goes into the process the pro well how much time, yeah. <laughs> time do we have but the can of worms don't um i always like to start with uh, the definition of fair market value and appraising is much different than the way we look at it on you know the real estate sales side um on on the real estate sales side we have a job to you know net our seller uh the most amount of money possible right what's the highest possible outcome now in appraising, uh, our definition of value is not what's the highest possible outcome, what is the most probable outcome? Uh, we have a requirement. Uh, we have to have a minimum of three closed sales in every report. Uh, and on value only comes from uh, closed historical data. So it doesn't matter you know, what Bob or Joe down the street are currently asking for their home, we wanna know that it's closed and it, it's gone through. So what actually worked? What actually because an active listing doesn't mean that it's worked yet. They're, they're still Correct. trying to get that price. Right, and it's also important, like what Rip was saying, you know, everybody thinks their house is better than you know, the one that sold down the street. And so, it's really important to remember that the homeowner is emotionally involved with Correct. their home, right? And um, an appraiser is, uh, you know, we're required to never advocate for anybody, show, you know, no bias. Um, we're objective at all times. And so uh, we are, you know, Switzerland when it comes to value. Um, we're there to be the neutral party to say what the market says it's worth. 
And who sets those guidelines? Well, we comply with uh, USPAP, which is the universal standard standards of professional appraisal practice. Um, and so that sets our guidelines. Um, and then Fannie Mae has their own set, which sometimes are superior, of course, to what our minimum requirements mm. are. Um, and so it really depends on the intended use of the appraisal as far as the process we go through. What are they using that report for? Um, you know, is it a purchase? Is it for tax purposes? There are lots of different reasons. Um, but the intended use of the report kind of sets our process there. Mm-hmm. Who requires an appraisal? Well, an appraisal could be required for a lot of different reasons. Um, You know, you have your standard purchase and refis. Um, We do a lot of retro-dated appraisals. Uh, So when there is um, a death in a family and a property is inherited, typically for tax purposes, uh, they are going to need some form of evaluation of that home signed by an appraiser, um, unfortunately, based off the date of death. And so a lot of times that may not be um, for a few years out. By the time people get around to it, sometimes it's hard to deal with. And uh, so those are uh, retrospective where we're going back in time to um, give them a value. Um, Divorces, of Mm -hmm. course, you have your uh, court-ordered things. Um, Right-of-way types of appraisals where uh, you've got people coming, government coming in and taking a portion of land. Um, I mean, like the high-speed rail? Mm-hmm. Um, new construction, development. Um, it's just a lot of different things you can use an appraisal for. But I thought it was easy to find value. All you got to do is click a couple of buttons on, on, <laughs> on an online app, and, and bang, like that, it'll give you the value. Right. Well, but, I wish it was that easy. Um the automated yeah, I was value. being facetious, by the way. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, what's funny is any appraiser who says or thinks that, you know, they're the gatekeeper of value is mm. has a very misconception of what we do. We're not. We have no authority over what a value is. I don't have, I wish I did. I just don't, you know, have that kind of control. Um, it is uh, based off of what the market says. And so what we're really doing is just analyzing a lot of data right. uh, to you know, come up with uh, a reconciled value. Uh, when homeowners look at you know, what their neighbor sold for down the street price per square foot and Always. then take their square footage and multiply, multiply that yep. and think that that's the value, uh, is a very wrong way to do it. That would be like selling cars price per pound. So I, I love that like analogy. Right. I, it's not mine. I wish I could claim it. <laughs> but, oh, you're an honest soul, yeah. aren't you? Um, but it's the, it's the truth. Uh, homes are just as unique as the people who live in them. And so um, getting back to, you know, a little bit of the process and how we do a value, uh, we're looking for other homes, you know, three closed sales minimum, um, and some actives in there to show a little bit about what the market's doing uh, that are similar in size and age, uh, quality of construction, the condition of the home. You know, so if it's a, if we're appraising a home that's recently been completely remodeled and renovated, we're going to want to look for likewise homes and same 
same neighborhood and location. Um, and then we put those in a grid and we break them down <coughs> in the differences through adjustments uh, to conclude with some adjusted values, which is what gives us the direction of the uh, the actual appraisal value, which is an opinion of value. Correct. And by adjustment, I believe you mean this one unit has a remodeled kitchen where the other is a very basic kitchen. So sure. how much would you adjust to, to find the fair market value? That, that's what you're... Correct. Yeah. And so how much to adjust is actually available in the data, right? So in looking at the market pool of buyers... Uh, through a lot of different analyzing, mm. we can find those numbers of what the typical buyer is willing to pay for that difference. And so that's where we get the adjustment amounts. Uh, we don't just make up you know, an amount off the top of our head. It is always market supported. Mm -hmm. Now, Rip, I saw your eyes light up when she mentioned price per square foot. Oh, so, yeah. Because everybody does so, it. Everybody, yeah. <laughs> even, even realtors will price it price per square mm -hmm. foot and not take into consideration all the unique items about uh, properties and homes. That's like Lindsay and I were talking a minute ago. When the market changes, the the online analyzation valuation products is gonna be real hard because you can't get in and see the house and see all the updates mm -hmm. just by a computer you actually need to get in and see it and touch it that's why you want a professional full-time local realtor as well as a, a professional a local appraiser to look at your properties because we have our pulse on the current market where automated value systems or um i buyers and i sellers those type of things it's just computer generated estimates i would say so right. I, yeah like a, an automated valuation model can't um smell a house right it can't see deferred maintenance right and um, we've all been in a home where you can smell, smell the a difference. house yeah. correct yeah. <laughs> yeah hopefully it's a you know new house new house smell <laughs> yeah but uh those things are are important uh specifically to what we do in appraising and as far as when it's for lending and financing purposes and analyzing the risk you know for the lender mm -hmm. um should they have to take that home back for you know some unfortunate reason and resell it mm -hmm. okay so that's why lenders are going to require an appraise a full-blown appraisal mm -hmm. where you go in and you tell them it, or if there's oak cabinets um you know. They see, yeah, the photos, the sketch. Um, we're doing a lot of neighborhood analysis as well in that specific market um, and relaying those um, stats and that data and those, all that information mm -hmm. to the client. Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, th the bank, of course, wants to look at it. What if we had to take that home back? They want to know what they're going to have. Right. So that's why. That's why we're the most probable price. Not ah. what's the highest possible. What's the most probable? Okay. Yeah. And That's we, good. we even, uh, you know, we break that down into how much um, exposure time is or marketing time is required in whatever the market we may be in. Okay. And during our next segment, we're going to talk about exposure time, days on the market. Because yes. there's been a change there. Huge. Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. So let's stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 KYNO. Uh, we'll be back for our next segment. Thank you. Mm, another airplane, another sunny place. I'm a lucky and I know, but I want to go home.
I got to go. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, here in the studio. New Year's Eve, we have Rip Hobdy of Real Broker, and we have Lindsay Capaletti of Remax. And um, we all have been in the business a while. Mm-hmm. Lindsay, of course, pretty young, so not, not that long, right? No, I don't 19 know. years. <clears throat> I was, was just 20. Yeah, almost 20 years. Right. Yeah. I think she got into real estate, and I think I was a lender. I was 21 yeah. when I started. I was 21 when I started. Yeah. yeah. It was a good year to start. <laughs> All mm-hmm. right. Um, so, oh, great question. How, Lindsay, when you yeah. started 19 years ago. Okay. Let's see, that would have been 2000. 2003. Okay. Um, how long did, if you got a listing, how long did it take till you could get it sold on, on average? Or what would you expect? This was before the, the first, the last boom. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... When I first started, I'd say two, three months, you know. Um, I remember the seasoned agents, oh, if a house is priced right and exposed correctly, it should sell in 30 days or less, right? But I don't remember that ever actually happening. Yeah. 60, Uh, 45. Yeah, about 45, 60 days. And then for a while, I remember the lenders had to bump us out. They said, don't write the offers more than 45 because we can't get them done there for a while. Oh, yeah. Right. So, Rip, when when you started in... Real estate sales. What year was it? Uh, I was lending in 98 and real estate sales in um, 2008. Okay. In 2008, when you started, if you took a listing, how long did you expect to take to sell it? Well, most of the listings when I got in were REOs or short sales because I started at the bottom of the market when it was crashing. Mm-hmm. So I did most of um, were buyers. And it would take a while because we had to deal with the bank. And then short sales took even longer Sometimes 180 days, or because they were brand new, so it was a real big. Uh, it was a, a dilemma. Uh, then you had to learn platforms each bank had. It was a lot of work. I remember REO days. Yeah. So what if you heard a news report that came out that said, and the headline was that tw- in 2022 it took 50 percent longer to sell a home than in 2021. I mean, I, I agree with that. Okay. But it sounds. But the way they what they put it on there, it sounds, it sounds bad. horrific. Yeah. But in 2021, you sold a home in 24 yeah. hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So here's the actual numbers because okay. I brought them with me. It, it was seven days was your uh, average days on the market. I'm sorry, the median days mm-hmm. on the market uh, in 2021. It jumped 50 percent all the 14. way to 11 days. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, still amazing. Not too bad. So eleven days is still pretty Quick. short compared mm-hmm. to what it was like when when we got started. Sure. Oh, I didn't tell you what it was like when I got yes. started. Let me ask you that. So, Don, when you started in real estate, were there vehicles driving or what no, year was we this? didn't even have roadways. <laughs> Just took the trolley to the house. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you had books for the MLS. Yeah. That's right. There was no such thing as an MLS computer. Nope. Um, although I, I'm kind of new, newer school because we were, we waited once a week for a book to come out to the office. new listings. Yeah. Yep. The guys before me, though, they they just passed out business cards with addresses on them. Wow. wow. And, and that's how that was the multiple listing service. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's not dwell on my. <laughs> 
I, I won't hold Memory your youth lane. against you. How's How about that? your vast years of experience? Vast years of experience. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but at least I still remember it all. That's correct. That's, yeah, that's good. That's a good sign. Wisdom. All hey, right. but the report I pulled, Don, is the average days on the market for the search I do is it's going up one day every month, the past mm -hmm. three months. And if you think about it, that's not much. No, it's still, really you know, back in uh, July, it was uh, 13 and November, it's 26. And yet on a national network, they had a, a news story about housing and hmm. and the big tagline was crumbling foundation. Yes. The real estate market is spiraling down <laughs> downwards. Um, well, it's the news's job, to, media's job to scare us. <laughs> well, they're trying to, yeah, well, they're also trying to generate clicks to their website. Mm -hmm. Be honest with you. Yeah. When they're doing the news, if it, well, we all heard it, it doesn't bleed, it doesn't lead. Mm -hmm. Second of all, they're all they're doing is trying to get clicks to their website. That's mm -hmm. all they're doing for news. I think it, right, as an appraiser, I love data and I love analyzing data. And I think that that's where, uh, you know, news uh, channels and media, mm -hmm. um, don't do their part in the breaking down of what those statistics are right if you just like you said if it if the median days on market you know has increased 50 percent sure that sounds atrocious to the consumer to the homeowner but then when you explain it like you just did oh well that's not so bad yeah. we can breathe but you know again the news is there to scare us <laughs> and you know keep us on our toes wait a minute i thought the news was there to inform us I think it's there to scare us. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think their number one thing they uh, will use is fear. Mm -hmm. If you see this on the headlines and news, especially it's with the real exciting. estate or stock market, it's all fear. All mm -hmm. politics, it's all fear generated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So instead of crumbling foundation, if they yeah. would have said market returns to normal. Yes. Um, they wouldn't get any clicks. Right. Yeah. And that we get, I think real estate gets compared to a lot of other markets uh, as far as just statistics and investing and things like that. And it's really important to remember that um, we're not talking, you know, we're a commodity that you can live in. You can't Correct. live in a stock. You can't, yeah. you know, live in a mutual fund. And uh, so there's added value and just we all have to live somewhere. Well, also, know? my value in my house did not drop 147 percent. Right as was my 401k did <laughs> yeah sure so uh, right and yeah. um way back way back when i started there i am making fun of my own youth um <laughs> but my one of my first brokers told me you buy real estate for two reasons for the investment it's Correct. a great investment but don't forget you're buying it to use it also yes. sure so it is something you can touch see smell yeah and and use yeah. Um, hey, if the market goes down and the value's down, you still get to live in it. Correct. Well, and, and it's something that's improvable. Yes. I, I can't. I can't take my portfolio of you know stocks or whatever and, and improve on it without adding to it by buying more. But I can take a, a home that I live in and maybe I have some equity and I could pull out you know like a HELOC or something like that or save up and you know, put a pool in the back and I've just improved, you know, my home uh, or put new flooring or granite counters in and it improves uh, the property and adds to the value. So um, it, it really is a unique um, market as far as that aspect. No, I agree 100%. You know, we, uh, we sell houses and we hope they become really good homes. 
mm-hmm. for their families and the kids. We also see that uh, the families that own homes, their kids do much better in schools. Really? Yes. Oh. I believe. One it. thing I'm a big proponent on lately is um, one of our apps for real estate. You can actually get the school scores of any home you're selling or showing mm-hmm. and you can show them hey, well this school Bullard High School is mm-hmm. this I'm not gonna mention the score because it's, it's a little bit low and or you're going to Clovis and you're showing houses by Buchanan and you're going <laughs> wow this is a nine right. you know for your school so I get this or, phone call often that when someone uh, is yeah. moving to our neighborhood in our area which we need to get a lot um, they're asking about schools if they have kids or as a consultant I'm asking, do you have kids or are you planning on having kids? Because right now is very important on where you want to uh, raise your children. Sure. So I did have a lot of folks that, you know, during COVID, they were moving out of Fresno to Clovis. Mm-hmm. And then the P- Clovis people were, were, most of mine were moving out of state. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we get to use those homes. So stay tuned to our um, next segment, Why You Know Fresno. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. In the studio, we have Rip Hobby of Real Broker and Lindsay Capaletti of Remax. And let's talk more about the market in 2022, which we don't have a lot of time left in 2022. Thank goodness. Just tonight. This year went by fast. <laughs> yeah, just tonight. A few hours. Yep, it was so, a good um, I, I want to kick it off with this thought. So I, as a real longtime real estate broker uh, and very experienced, I've seen lots of ups and downs. I had to get my own mind readjusted yeah. too yep. um, in the last half of 2022 to the point where I actually went and got my sales books from the year 2010, wow. mm-hmm. 2005, and 15. Mm-hmm. And I looked at what worked there and the listings I took and what I had sure. to do. And it's like, wow, what, the last half isn't that far off of normal. Correct. It, it helped put me back in perspective because I too got spoiled by tw- the last half of 2020 mm-hmm. and 2021. Right. I think mm-hmm. it's uh, it was the acceleration of how quickly it happened mm-hmm. with the interest rate um obviously and you know inflation was getting too out of control so i mean they nipped that in the butt real quick with the interest rates yeah, inflation. <laughs> so, parachute uh, mm-hmm. halt i think uh it was a shock for all of us i didn't i knew personally i didn't see it coming that quickly and it did it just out of out of nowhere boom yep. now we're back in a stable market you would have thought the feds would have pump the brakes not hit the brakes no they didn't hit the brakes they hit the parking brake yeah. the while they were driving is what they did <laughs> yeah they slammed it going yeah. 70 miles an hour they pulled that emergency yeah brake. so but, where did you pull that one from rip man, I, I, can you credit someone else with that that was me that was right out there so <laughs> hit my head on the windshield the brakes yeah okay that's what i thought <laughs> hey but i will let me uh, let me bring up a uh, glimmer of hope though um so you have a house of four hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. And the interest rate, uh, this time last year, three, three and a half percent. Now we're at six plus. 
So if you do the same pricing, because back then they were paying 30000 over the appraised value. Right. They weren't getting any uh, concessions. They had to do work after the fact. As we'll the name our firstborn child yeah, after the, after them. your, your current so homeowner. It's a $30,000 to $40,000 swing to the buyer's favor today. Now, correct, the interest rate has gone up. But if you do the math between the interest rate at 3 o'clock or 3% and the payment, versus six and a half now and a purchase price at 425 it'll take them 46 months before they're upside down between then and now so the the question is do you think in the next 46 months the rates will go down yes i agree 100 percent. the rates are going to go back down even though all the all the analysts are saying by 23 25 max you're going to see a normal swing backwards to the three to fives or yeah four to fives so homeowners or buyers if you're thinking about it you're still on the fence um we probably don't have time to get a deal in before new year's eve right and, we're, and new year's there's end. always time so um Lindsay and rip work fast no yes i don't know about that <laughs> fast. it's the insurance agents you that's have trouble it. getting it yeah uh, i'm saying that <laughs> yeah. because bobby thistle uh, our board operator is a uh, farmer's insurance agent oh so that's why i'm teasing him there you go. It's always the farmer's agents. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> but no, this is seriously. So if you're thinking about it, you're on the fence. What's going to happen, though? Keep in mind, as soon as there's a rate decrease of a half a point or more, you'll see the doors open for the buyers to come back out mm -hmm. and start shopping. And now what's going to happen is the prices are going to go back up. You're going to lose some of those um, concessions you might have got from the seller because now you're competing again. Where right now I have a house that's on the market. And I have no offers on it. I get about one or two showings a week on it. And the seller is offering a large credit. Mm -hmm. um, but that may go away if we get multiple offers. Sure. So it's always, uh, it's always a good time to buy, especially right now. I think a lot of buyers are scared or, uh, or skeptical because of, you know, news uh, like we were talking about earlier. And people think that, you know, we're headed for a crash again. Yeah. And that's just not the case. It's not going to happen. Um, I believe what we're seeing right now is deceleration. We're not seeing any declines necessarily in prices. Um, and values are still increasing. Not at the crazy catastrophic rates we saw last Which year. Which we don't want. But they are still increasing. So just like Rip was saying, sure, the interest rate, you know, might be a little bit higher right now. And so buyers are, oh, we'll wait until it cools off and comes back down. Well, you're going to have to pay a higher price then. And, you know, we don't know what that might be. Um, so on the appraisal side, I know we're seeing a lot of um, credits prevalent in yep. contracts. So it's really good time for buyers right now. Um, and concessions uh, given by sellers. Um, but it's more deceleration than decline. We're not seeing decline. Sales price to list or list price to sales price uh, percentages across the board are still extremely high in the 98 percent, 99, some still over 100 percent. So um, it's still an excellent time to buy a home. You know, I had an interesting experience a couple weeks ago. I had a house that I was renting, mm -hmm. and the way I normally do it is I advertise it and then say I'll be there from five o'clock to six o'clock, come you know, so I can meet everybody. And I got to, I talked with several people. Three of them told me that 
earlier in the year they were in the market to buy, mm -hmm. but things got too crazy. Um, I said, "What do you mean, multiple offers?" They go, "Yeah, yep. yeah, I couldn't quite get one." Where you know, and now now I just want to rent until things stabilize. And I'm thinking, "Well, wow, now is actually the it's time." Yeah, stable. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it is. And, and now you don't have all those multiple offers because when interest rates were at three, you had too many people that could qualify for one right. house. Correct. That's why we had five to ten offers on a house. Mm -hmm. Now, with the interest rate higher, you only have one or two per house. Correct. That, that if we're can lucky. qualify. Difference. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So things are more normal, more closer to that one-to-one -one ratio. Yep. It's a, it's a good neutral, natural market. This is what we all like as real estate agents um, is to see a good, steady market. We don't like these large increases on housing prices because we know it's coming. So we like to see the steady three to five percent mm -hmm. increase year over year, not this fifteen to twenty one percent. So we know what's going to have a correction. Uh, but like I said, you know, if you're in a rental, the rent's going to go up because of rent control. So unless you have a lease, most likely, uh, where as long as you're in a thirty year fixed or a fifteen year fixed mortgage, your monthly payment will never go up except for your taxes I'll or your insurance. For you, Rip. You said your rents are going to go up because of rent control. Yes. That sounds like uh, Oxymoron. it doesn't make sense. It's, it doesn't make sense. But why is that? Well, because it, it forced the uh, landlords to have to raise the rents. Otherwise, when it comes vacant, they can't raise it to what they want to raise it. So now that's, they've actually forced them to do something they didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like you better take the increase when you can Yep. or you're going to lose it. Yeah, you're going to go backwards. You might have a, a three-year lease to a really great client. And I can't tell you how many of my investors would always rent their homes less than market value because they didn't want to have any vacancies. And they want to keep their tenants happy and in place. Now you're seeing where they have to raise it every year because of insurance, taxes, whatever is going up every year. Yeah. Okay. And the mindset of the renter, right, waiting for the market to be stable or I'll wait for it to come back down uh are forgetting the perspective of well have you ever heard of rent going down no no yeah. it's, it's just never going to happen so they're going to continue to mm -hmm. get gouged and pay someone else's mortgage well, i don't know lizzie gas just went down finally finally <laughs> and that wasn't that was on a, the news i don't yeah, see that on that the was news. a tale of two tales <laughs> of gas prices this year too because it's oh, not yeah. scary if it goes down that's right um all right so let, let's look forward to 2023 Okay. Lindsay, what is your forecast for 2023? Well, it's what gonna we be a bright, bright and sunny day. Bright and sunny day. <laughs> All right. Um, 2023, I uh, I forecast that uh, our interest rate is gonna come down slightly. I think we'll probably be in the low fives by the end of next year, uh, and. As our values uh, continue to increase at a steady rate, I think that we will see buyers come back out into uh, the market and begin to get active again uh, because the, it's it's not going to come back. To, values aren't going to come back down to what people think they are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Rip, what do you foresee? Um, I see a con uh, continuation of a normal market. Um, I see maybe 3 to 5% max increase which is good on property uh, values i will only caveat is a couple outliers and maybe a couple black swans that could affect us deeply but i like to keep it positive we don't spread fear so 
I would just tell everybody, um, if you're thinking about buying a home or if you're thinking about selling your home, after tomorrow is going to be a good time to get it on the market because what will happen is, like I said a minute ago, as soon as these rates drop a little bit, the um, buyers are going to come out of the woodwork because they've been hiding and they've been watching too much TV and are scared. Um, but I would tell you, get into your home that you can afford right now at six and a half, six, whatever it is, percent. When you refinance it into the fives, you're going to get a raise mm -hmm. and you're going to love it. It's going to make life a whole lot easier. So with that said, let's keep it local, local rent lender, local realtor, local appraisal, local insurance folks. And my forecast for 2023 is Welcome Home Radio is <laughs> going to be around, still giving the straight story, the real facts, the real stats about our local market. All so the time. I wish everybody a safe and sound uh, New Year's. And, Happy um, New Year, Don. Yeah, Happy New Year to you, too. And everybody be safe out there. It could be foggy. Yeah. So. Um, all right. Thank you to all our listeners for tuning in. Not every week. We love it. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. See you next year. Woo!